Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined, as always, with... Daniel Garcia. And yeah, we're back for our, our monthly podcast right now during the off season. Um, we're doing the whole monthly thing. Dan's doing his thing, doing the interviews and keeping you guys, you know, um, up to date on your All Angels podcast. We appreciate you guys uh, listening, tuning in um, whenever we drop something. Uh, I know that we got something in the works coming soon for our little Christmas edition, but we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into that later. Let's get into real quick uh, a word from our sponsors. And as a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the season changes that Tom Brady's always going to keep the Patriots in the game every weekend. Our favorite gridiron, gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? The football season is almost over now. The playoff push has begun. And get into the game with my bookie. Uh, my bookie is a premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines, the most prop bets uh, than any sports book on the planet. Uh, if you're going to like to make a little money with uh, a lot of money with low risk, try a parlay bet. All you got to do is pick a handful of games each week and get them all right against the spread, and you can win huge. Uh, the best part is that if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand, they'll give you a thousand. That's double your initial deposit. You can use on all your picks. Just use promo code CHAIR to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You pu- you play, you win, you get paid. Awesome. So, all right, let's get into it. I mean, I don't want to say that um, it's been quiet because there has been some things happening in, in Angel Country, Angel Land. I mean, obviously, we talked about it in the last podcast, the whole Joe Madden thing. And, and there hasn't, as far as a hot stove for the Angels and acquisitions, it hasn't been anything big yet i mean obviously right. there's rumors innuendos about the, yeah, an- the angels that and in a bit, but yeah. yeah uh but the biggest news i guess and i mean it is big news it is really big news that the angels have a they're staying in anaheim at least till 2050 buying the property angel stadium the property around it which was uh praised at about a four or 300 and what 95 million something like that it's it less what Trout, it's less it's less what trout's gonna make let's put it that way yeah uh-huh. um yeah so again i mean the deal's not completely official yet um but it's kind of like one of those points to where now they just got to go and um you know cross the t's dot the i's but for the most part you know it seems like everything's kind of agreed upon uh the lease is till 2050 and then they have uh, uh options throughout after that that can ultimately lead it to 2065 um but yeah so I don't. I mean, we we talked about when it first kind of came up the Angels possibly moving to Long, Long Beach. Beach and all that stuff, and and I was never the type of guy that thought that was a serious play. Like I always kind of felt in the back of my mind it was um, the Angels just trying to get options more than anything options and just kind of seeing where it goes from there. Um, really glad they're staying in Anaheim. Really glad that they're able to work this out before it got too crazy like in the deadline. But um, yeah, so great news. Uh, the Angels have hired for for this um, has hired uh, was it HKS uh, Architects, which has they designed the Texas Rangers brand new stadium that's going to open up this year, and have designed all the upgrades that the Dodgers are planning to do ahead of the um, All Star Game this year. So mm-hmm. uh, they already have a company in there there we have a company that that's does this that's really cool and i think we are on uh instagram and i'm trying to f- find one that there was a question earlier that um and i 
I don't have it in front I of have, me. Well, I have one from Malik. I don't know if it's the same one on our email. Go ahead, try it. It's My at, at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Malik, uh, he says, how's it going, guys? With the Angels re-upping in Anaheim, what happens next? New stadium, renovations, and what do you think the timetable is? That was the one. Okay, okay so I'm cross. I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice. We haven't done this in a while, so i got to yeah. get back into you. So, but, yeah, um, you go ahead and go first. Yeah, Malik, um, you know, the Angels, this is where I was talking with, yeah, Chris came over to my house yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah, Chris, the same guy. The Who? Yeah, exactly. He was over here yesterday, and we are talking, because, you know, that was a hot topic yesterday, obviously. Thanks for the invite. Buddy. Yeah, the news dropped. Uh, he came over to, uh, we got new, uh, if you guys want your Smudge Pots hats, you guys, he came over to show us their, the new hats for our Hey, our, start your own podcast. Our cranks, that, okay? I know, right? Um, there wasn't a podcast in 1886, but um, anyway, um, we were talking about what, what, what happens next, and, and I told Chris, I said, look, I back when the Angels renovated Angel Stadium in 1990, I think it was 96, 97, and opened in 98 when they renovated Angel Stadium into what it is now, um, they played in the stadium while they were constructing. I said, now with the way media is, social media, yep. all the, the, um, all the um, what's the word I'm looking for? All the eyes. Uh, eyes that are on Angel Stadium constantly, the three million plus. Back then, Angels were weren't even close to getting a million people a season. Right? Yeah, that's a lot so, to do with it. Yep. Now with the Angels, you know, every year three million, all eyes on us. Mike Trout, the best player on the planet. I don't see the Angels renovating the stadium in that way. I honestly think what's going to happen if they do do anything is uh, a lot of the work will happen in the off season, or they'll build a new stadium on site on the parking lot. Why and they'll play at Angel Stadium while that's getting built, just like they did in Texas. Um, but the timetable to me, I don't know if there's a timetable. Real, really. Well, from where I read, <clears throat> again, they have hired an architectural firm, so the thoughts are already going on. So from yeah, what I, so from what I read is that whatever they plan to do, because they have not decided whether or not they're going to renovate or build a brand new stadium, they have not decided that part. Right. What they have kind of put out there is that 2025, whatever they decide to do, that's when they're going to start doing it. Okay, so if they build a stadium, they're going to start 2025. They're going to renovate. That's probably going to start 2025. So with that being said, I have a feeling at this point they're going to hire that, um, again, uh, HKS Architects to come up with a plan for both options. This is what we think you can do renovation-wise. This is what we think you can right. do new stadium-wise. This is the price for this. This is the price for that. After that, I think that's going to come down to the angels and angels uppers you know moreno mm-hmm. uh, the business side of it not you know again this is not going to be a baseball decision so no, no, no. so this is going to be all the business side of the angels and they're probably going to figure out what's the best thing to do not only for the stadium and and, and where they set it up like in the parking lot and for angel fans it's gonna be pretty crappy parking for the couple of years that you're building it if they if they do if it they do if, they, if they go that way yeah. but um you know but if they do build a new stadium where's it going to be how's it going to be um, you're building it right next door. And then, again, this is kind of what the Yankee Stadium did when they built the new Yankee Stadium is that they built it right next door, and as soon as that was done, they tore down the old one and made that even more parking. So if they do go that way, I believe that's that's going to be the easiest way. But but also, remember, they also said if you read, uh, uh, I believe, Bill Shakin's article in the L.A. Times, they're also going to put restaurants. They're also going to put hotels. They're also going to put – Yeah, it's not um, just a stadium. Like, like a shopping – like L- they said – and I think this is, I don't, I don't want to say it's a direct quote, but they said something along the lines that it's going to be LA Live on steroids. Wow. So um, if you've ever been down to LA Live, wow. you know, it's going to be something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, again, because you have the pond right across the street, too, and they just extended their lease, I believe, a year or two years ago with with, with mm-hmm. the city of Anaheim. So they're going to be there for a while. So I, I hope they build a new stadium, pardon me, but if they just decide to renovate, then that's cool, too. But either way you look at it, you know, 2025, I read somewhere that. God, I wish I would have like took a screenshot of where I read it at. That's wherever their plan is going to be. That's when it's going to start. So again, that's five years away. But considering that the Angels have at least until 2050, and then even longer if say they do build a new stadium, uh, that doesn't seem like it's it's a it's a big deal at all. And one thing I was talking to Chris about about Angel Stadium. As much as we love Angel Stadium, as much as um, as it's a great stadium. It's still a great place to watch a game. The ambiance is perfect it's one of the easiest stadiums to get in and out of that can all change if if they build a new stadium and all that but the one thing about angel stadium is you know every major league ballpark other than angel stadium dodger stadium wrigley and fenway which are the four oldest stadiums in major league baseball um every stadium doesn't uh, their concourse levels the field of play is visible and angel stadium you have those concourse levels where 
It's There's not. tunnels, and it's not. And, that especially, first, and especially in the uh, the one hundred yep. and in the well, anything ab- anything above one hundred, yeah. like the two hundred level, is the only uh-huh. level that is that you can you know wait Walk in line for, wait a lot well wait in line for a beer or nachos and yeah. still see the game going yeah. on. So again. If they do renovate or if they do build a new stadium, I think that has to be one of the major priorities is yeah. sight lines and being able to view the game wherever you wherever are. Wherever you're standing. And, and a stadium yeah. that is great at this that I've been to. And I have, and granted, I haven't been to a lot of stadiums because so there could be other stadiums that do it too. Um, Petco Park does Petco's a great, beautiful. great job at this at, at a lot of their mm-hmm. levels. And it just feels super open. So. Safeco or T-Mobile Park right, in Seattle yeah. is the mm-hmm. same way. Like anywhere you stand. The playing field is visible. You know, you can go get a beer, turn around. Oh, I'm not missing much. And the same thing in San Diego. You're you you turn around and you're you're watching the game. So, um, that's one of the things that Angel Stadium does not provide. Granted, I mean every seat at Angel Stadium is a great seat, but I'm saying just you get up. You know, it's pretty cool that the stadiums in Major League Baseball are that open where. You just see everything. That's amazing. No, right. Like the stadium seats. I mean, there are some kind of dead spots that are kind of weird, yeah. but. As far as when you walk around the concourse, that can be a definitely a major improvement on what is going on and stuff like that. So, um, so that's the stadium news. Great news for for Angel fans that you know I was never I don't know about yourself, but I was really never worried or concerned about them going to I never was. Long Beach. There was, there was so many never. hurdles that the Angels had to do to set up a lot. They even set up the idea of a Long Beach stadium that that to me was never a possibility so i'm glad this is over with and they're able to move on now <laughs> it's kind of like the mike trout situation where you know every year we kept hearing about how oh he's not re-signing and now he's signed so we don't have to worry about it yeah but i'm gonna be i never in my mind thought they were leaving um a lot of the the topic a topic that came up with all this conversation yesterday i kept hearing or kept seeing on on facebook and on halo haven was the fact that a lot of people are like, can we change our name? Can we take the L.A. out of our nope, name? No, that's part of it. That's staying. Name? I mean, already it's spent, not so, much, not already spent so much money on that. It's not that there's happen. no way they're going to change it now. And then doing, and granted, that was part of the contention between the city and the Angels was the name change. That's right. kind of why they were kind of on odds. From the previous them. mayor. Right, too. right, right. But, you know, yeah. you can't help to think that kind of held over a little bit. But it's going to stay L.A., it's marketing. It's oh, money. total marketing. It's it's total you, marketing. You go to Iowa and you ask a guy where Anaheim is. He probably has no idea. Yeah. You ask a guy in Iowa where LA is, and he knows exactly where and, it is. And so. with good good little point that you made there, guy in Iowa, a store in Iowa. If the Angels don't have LA in their name, the merch doesn't. You don't get as much Angel merch in in cities like that. Well, not only that and, too is is is. You go to these companies for sponsorships. Mm-hmm. They don't watch baseball. They don't care about baseball. They care about how many eyes and what will draw those eyes. And LA will draw a lot more eyes, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, oh, than, yeah, it's, than, it's, than it's, Anaheim. And that's yeah. and that's and again, it's a money move. It's not. It's total. It's money. nothing more than total that. It's money. just a money move. But if you want to compete with these bigger um, teams, payroll wise, you have to do stuff like that. I mean, let's not get crazy. I mean, Tampa Bay doesn't play in Tampa Bay. The New York Giants and New York Jets don't play in yeah. New York. I don't know the, why it's such a big deal. San Francisco the 49ers don't play in San Francisco. I mean, it's just, it's not just an uh, Angels thing. This happens all over all over sports, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it, it just seems like everyone forgets that. Like New England Patriots. Yeah, that's such thing. a general like Golden, Golden State. Like they went from Oakland to San Francisco, yeah. but like yeah, I just it, it's not it, to me. It didn't bother me. I think it. And I understand it bothers the people that live in Anaheim because you're in Anaheim, the stadium's in Anaheim, the team plays in Anaheim, and you're getting dicked on the on the name. I get it. Me, I'm from Riverside, born and raised. I can care less if the Angels move to Irvine or whatever, or they have Pasadena in their name. It doesn't bother me. But the L.A. thing, it's all money-driven. I think there was, and don't don't quote me on this, but I think when the Angels signed a contract with Fox Sports West, um, the L.A. thing had, had something to do with it. And also, um, national televised games, if the Angels don't have L.A. in their name, they don't get as much nationally televised games as they as they do now, so that has a lot to do with it. Believe me, um, spot, commercial spots, all that stuff that comes with the LA name, and I think it's pretty cool with the LA name because that's what the Angels came in as originally, right. uh, LA's yeah, first original right. uh, baseball team. So it doesn't bother me any. So that that was a topic point that was bothering me. Yes, right. I no, and, and, and again, like you said, I understand people don't like it. it, but I get it when it comes down to that, like naming and all that stuff. It comes down to um, it comes down to uh, what's my call. It comes down to the money part of it. I mean, no one likes the idea of them playing in Anaheim and named LA. But man, when it comes down to money and you want to compete with some of these teams, I mean, that, that's that's it's all that's, business. That's what you got to do. Yeah, all business driven. Do. And that money, 
Got to think about this. That a lot of that money that's coming in uh, probably contributed to the Mike Trout contract. You know, it obviously brought Albert Pujols here, and I know a lot of people. I'm not going to even touch on that. Yeah. But a lot of the big contracts that the Angels are able you? to are able to spend money on comes from the LA thing. And again, we I understand completely why you guys would hate it, uh, but to me, it doesn't bother me at all one one single bit. So. Enough with the Angel Stadium stuff. We've talked enough about it. We don't we don't know everything, so we can't we, we were only guessing here. But um let's talk a little bit about uh the Angels non tenders. Um there was a listed what dropped maybe what three days ago, four days ago. Yeah, the M- Monday was the, I yeah. think the final day for non tender deal. Um you know, the only team the only person that got non tendered by the Angels was Kevin Smith catcher. Um which to me was a little bit of a surprise. Um I kind of didn't think they were going to uh, non-tender anybody, but Kevin Smith, I, I think that shows more of a what they want to do with that, with that position. Hmm. Um, between Stasi and Smith, Smith was definitely the better bat, but subpar defense, and then Stasi again, the opposite. Uh, really oh, good, yeah, def- really good defensive good. guy, and offensively struggles a lot. Can't hit water if he fell off a boat, but... right? So I think it kind of shows where the Angels want to do with that position is that they're going to focus more on the defensive framing, blocking pitches, calling games more so than the offense. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do as of right now. Um, Stasi and bamboo, bamboo, bamboo are the only guys on the 40 man roster right now for that catching position. So, um, which, which to me, look guys, I, I'm okay with the angels going totally defensive driven with the catcher spot, because I think the catcher spot um, offensively, Offensive wise is a thing of the past. You don't have the Ivan Rodriguez's anymore. Except you have your exceptions. We've got uh, Grandal, um, and probably that's where it stops. Maybe there might be another one. Um, Salvador Perez or somebody well, like Salvador that. Well, Salvador Perez is, is, I mean, maybe back in his prime, but when you're looking for a catcher that can do both, it's very, oh, very it's, rare. It, yeah, it's your you thing, thing of the past. Grandal, again, we're going to touch on the free agency. I mean, we're on Instagram Live right now. A lot of people are asking about the pitching and the free agency. We will get to that. Don't worry. That's going to be like our main event. That'll be at the end. Mm-hmm. So talking about the catching, um, it's Monty Grandal. So I with the, signed with the White Sox four years, $73 million. That's an annual um, payment of $18.25 million. So I think that we're paid for him. But again... He 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 he's rare. He could do both, which is great. But if you're talking about the average catcher on an average team, he's going to do one or the other. Yeah. I mean, you look at Gary Sanchez in New York. Offensively, that's the other other guy. Offensively, he kills it, but defensively, he costs them games because he he has hard time blocking certain pitches. He has hard time framing. So it kind of depends, I think, on on individuals. And I've touched on this on on past podcasts. Um, It depends on what you consider important. Saving runs or producing runs because mm-hmm. if you're going to get a regular catcher, it, it's going to be one or the other. It's not going to be able to be both. And for those that do both, the price tag is so high that you have to really be in a good spot or be like the White Sox and have tons of money. Yeah, to spend. you're taking a hit on another position because you're spending so much on that. Um, but yeah, uh, the catching position is is so. I think to me the the most important part is having uh, a guy who can frame, get you a few extra strike strikes and, and counts, that that'll drive the, the the pitch count down. A guy who has a good repertoire with his with his pitchers uh, is more important. I think one guy that, that that's pretty good at that, and he was an angel was uh, uh, Martin Maldonado. Uh, that's a guy that's out there they could yeah. possibly get. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He surprised a lot of us with his bat in the two years that he's been here. Right. Totally overachieved def- or offensively, but defensively we know what he yeah. can do. So, yeah. I mean, that's an option for maybe one year, but uh, don't ex- yeah. look for anything long-term. Right. I mean, this cat, whatever they do catching-wise, it's going to be short-term. Some of the main catchers that you hear the Angels and, and Rhett uh, Bollinger the, of uh, MLB.com had an article Posted in the middle of this week, and uh, I kind of talked to him a little bit about it. But um, a couple names to, to, to kind of look out for free agency wise is a Martin Maldonado. He's only three three years old, mm-hmm. would be fairly cheap. Is familiar with a lot of these guys already on the Angels because of his previous time here. So you're talking like like Haney, uh, Otani. Uh, um, he has a really good relationship with Otani, right? Yeah. So uh, he'd be a great guy to come in for like a one two year deal. Or even in Robin Torino's, which is kind of the opposite of of Maldonado. He's going to be that offensive guy, mm-hmm. but defensively, is he what you want? Um, now, with Stasi kind of already being in the mix 
as of right now, and again, everything can change in a matter of minutes, but as of right now, he's in the mix. So do you go with that Robinson Torinos because he is a better bat and you can platoon when necessary or pitch hit when necessary or stuff like that, where if you do get Maldonado and you do have Stasi, now you have two defensive specialists, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And and none of them, again, yeah, Maldonado's probably a little bit better of a bat, but he's not that much better of a bat. No, I mean, again, he that year where he had like 14 home runs and like drove 50 runs in, that was an overachieving year because no one had ever thought or Maldonado had never in his career even closely matched those stats offensively. So Chirinos is a – you said the name, and I, it kind of – I was like, well – He's older. I mean, he's a little bit older. He, I mean, he's 35. So, again, these guys we're talking about are going to yeah. be one, two-year guys and not necessarily anything longer than that. But, um, you know – I think the safest bet would be Maldonado just because of what you said, his relationship with the pitchers on the staff, especially a guy in like in Otani coming back from Tommy John, didn't throw to anybody last year. The last guy he threw to was Maldonado. They have a really great relationship. You could see it online. Um, Maldonado to me would be a decent fit on a one-year deal, I think. You know. Right, and I think that's kind of where the Angels are leaning right now, free agency-wise. Um, also talking a little bit about free agency – Going back a little bit with the non-tender, there's some names that popped up last that got non-tendered that um, kind of grabbed the attention of myself and I'm sure a couple other people, but a couple pitchers that got non-tendered. Uh, Aaron Sanchez got non-tendered by the Houston Astros starting pitcher. Um, Tyron Walker got uh, non-tendered. I believe the last team he was on was Arizona. And Blake Trinan from the A's also got non-tendered. So out of those kind of three guys, um, do, do any of them kind of pop out to you or, or, or anything like that? Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez pops out to me. I think he's a guy that the Angels had looked at before, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, because he just got traded to Houston yeah. this, this this past trade deadline and, and was, wasn't able to um, – wasn't he really able to bounce back or, right. or get Regain into – his form. Yeah, exactly, coming out of Toronto. He's a guy who um, gives you innings and, and is a really solid, gritty kind of guy. Like, he's a little different than your – I don't, I don't know. Something about him I like, his grittiness, his demeanor on the mound. I think that's a guy the Angels kind of need, a guy who's durable like that. Um, I think in Toronto he was a really solid guy. And I think the Angels have a history of wanting to get him, so they, that kind of makes sense to me. Walker, I think that's a guy you gamble on. That's another gamble to well, me. Well, he's just had Tommy John surgery, yeah. so I don't believe he's going to be ready for until either late this year. Yeah early next year so he's going to be there probably until closer spring training and it's a guy that you can um probably pick up like i said later and kind of stash him away for something super cheap but yeah um blake trinan is very very like uh his story is so kind of crazy and so it's I, it's, it's so his story is so reliever and if you follow relievers mm-hmm. that everyone want, everyone wants to jump on the train like they need a reliever they need to go get this great reliever Blake Trinan was the best reliever in 2018, had like a sub one ERA the last like three months mm-hmm. of the season, if not longer. And then last year, totally blew, blew up. up. Yeah. Totally went from cannot be touched to everyone touched him. Right. And so to me, he is a he's a weird case because do you take a chance on him and hopefully he can get back to 2018? Where again, he probably was the dominant closer. If it wasn't for I think um, Diaz, who was with Seattle that year, setting all kinds of same records. If not, if he wasn't the best, then then, then Diaz was. But he, it just shows with with relievers and people wanting to pick up relievers that they're so hit or miss. You you can have the best reliever one year, and the next mm. year he can get this absolutely lit up. The thing with Trinan is that if you can get him on a, on a cheap deal, you obviously go and get him. But if he's looking for a three year. Ten million dollar a year contract, and I, I, you don't, you don't go out and get somebody like that, you know. To answer some questions on Instagram Live, I'm gonna answer pretty much a question, and it's gonna, and it's gonna, kind of encapsulate everything these guys are talking on Instagram Live right now. Let's talk about the Angels' off season. Uh, let's look, let's let's look at it as if they're not gonna get Cole, right? I mean that because yeah. you don't know. I we can we can talk about okay. Garrett Cole. Until so let's, uh, forever. Let's just but. so we could just put this out there now. Um, it's funny, man, and, and and you social media people out there. I mean, cool, <laughs> but it, it's funny because yesterday, I swear to God, yesterday we're recording this on Thursday, so this would be Wednesday. 
I don't, and again, I don't know who the dude is. I don't know. He has no relationship to the Angels. I don't think he has a relationship to oh, any. Oh, I know what, exactly any, what you're talking about. Any, any team. I think he's a reporter for yeah. some for some network or for mm-hmm. something saying, you know, Cole to the Angels is pretty much a done deal. All they're doing is finalizing the small details, blah, 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 That whatever. sounds like Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. Right. So, and then everyone's freaking out like, oh, great. Yeah, this is awesome. And then fast forward now, 24 hours later, Nothing. Um, Jeff Passan puts out that Garrett Cole is the top priority of the Yankees and now everyone again is now jumping ship to the complete opposite end of the, of the spectrum saying he's gone Yankees yeah. have him what do we do we're off, we're awful now blah 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 it is so funny to me that they don't realize most people don't realize what the hell's going on right now it's called negotiations you don't think well, I mean you don't think for a second uh Garrett Cole's agent isn't going back and forth saying hey report this I get this and they put it out there and guess what now the pressure's on the Angels to come up with a big right. offer. Hey, right. oh, the Angels deal is pretty much signed, still delivered. Right. Oh, oh, and then the, now the Yankees, because now yeah. it seems like a two-team race. Now uh, everything else is out. It seems like a two-team race. You don't think that, that someone in Boris's camp or Boris directly is leaking this kind of information to the media saying, oh, Yankees coming up with a, uh, a record-breaking deal. Now guess what? Angels, balls in your court. Someone reports, hey, the, sign, the deal's almost done with the Angels, Yankees. It's in your court. I mean, right. come on. It's like until something's done, I don't believe yeah, you, anything. You can't, you can't. And I, here's the deal. Here, and here's another thing. How is Garrett Cole not everybody's number one priority? And it's like the dumbest thing. It's right. like, well, so-and-so says they're in on it. Well, no, duh. Everyone, everyone should be in it. And there was something about should be. Strasburg took a meeting with the Angels, too. Good. The Angels, I mean, the Angels are doing their job. I, Angel means the Angels are doing their job. Guys, don't don't have a heart attack over the if, – if, Everything is rumoring in you. Everything's rumoring in you. And right now at this point, no one has a correct answer. And if there is, are you going to believe it? Just like you said, right. I'm not going to believe anything because Boris is Boris. And he's, yeah, he's leaking this stuff out. It's vice versa. Even Plus, the angels might even say, oh, yeah, you know, we're not, well, we're looking to get him, but uh, right. well, it's BS because, you know, they want him. Yeah, exactly. So it, it doesn't make any sense. People are thinking that he's showing up at New York and they're like, going to be like, oh, you can't leave until, no. What's going to happen is like, oh, is that what you guys want? Okay, cool. We'll call you back. Guess what Boris is going to do? Boop, 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 boop. Call up the angels or whoever, you know, uh, media member wise say, hey, you know, I could be your anonymous source, which right. is a whole nother thing. Um, and hey, man, I got this great deal from the Yankees, blah, blah, blah. Put it out there. Boom. All over Twitter. Angels are freaking out. Yankee fans are freaking out. Now the Angels got to make a better offer. So it's, to me, it's it's all to do about nothing. When it happens, it happens. And whatever happened to the report that he was going to sign in January, which can still happen. I mean, the winter meetings happen Monday. So, again, right. we're recording this on a Thursday. So the Monday, I think, is going to be the 9th. That's the 9th through the 12th or 11th. Somewhere around there is going to be the winter meetings. And then maybe at that time, yeah, sure. But until then, I mean – Come on, like, you guys should know better than to believe what the heck's on the internet. The internet's not always right, man. And if people have sources, great. I can call people too, and I can have sources. Doesn't mean that's right, man. That's Kelly, Freddie. That's uh, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, call you out or or or. or uh, but that's, that's no, just call them out. That's a terrible, terrible idea, bro. Very terrible idea. Look at the age, the age of the guys. All right, bro. You must. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Um, Trey Joe, yeah, Angel Central said Trey Joe Adele, LOL. He's in response to, yeah, that's so that's some some some. I think some of the ridiculous the panic between Angel social media, Angel Twitter, if you will, is because of the recent signings from some of the guys yeah. that were yeah. um, potential Available targets. Pitching, but, yeah, yeah, potential targets again. Zach Wheeler signed for the Phillies five years, one hundred eighteen million dollars. That's twenty three point six million dollars per year. Um, if you listen to this podcast, first of all, thank you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you've heard me say on past podcasts saying that not every team in Major League Baseball can can afford a, let's just put this out there, a two hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy five million dollar contract from Strasburg and Cole. Not all teams can. They like to think they can, but in reality, they probably can't. A lot, a lot of teams can can afford a hundred and eighteen million dollar contract so i'm not surprised that zach Wheeler got a little bit overpaid than what i kind oh, yeah, of I, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to be that's when lot. i saw the first report that he got over a hundred million dollars from yeah, his contract i was like oh good for him i was i would be like i'll give you what 85 90 yeah. that's that's cool but i wasn't gonna go over 100 no, if dude, i was that's GM. a lot of money but good for him but i just don't think that means the angels need to go and freak out about um uh about everything else all the other pitchers out there good for him cole hamill's lesser of a 
target, but he signed for a one-year, $18 million with the Braves. Again, no such thing as a bad one-year contract, but you know, uh, $18 million does seem kind of steep for Cole Hamels, who is at the back end of his career. Right. Um, so, you know, Zach Wheeler, I said there'll be probably be more teams in on Zach Wheeler than there are on Strasburg and Cole just because of the price range. The, the price range, yeah. Um, as Calfredi said, you need to go in sometime. Need to go all in sometime. Yeah, they but you got to be smart about it, though. But they it's... went all in on Josh Hamilton. They went all in on Albert Pujols. They went all in on C.J. Wilson. And uh... it's just it's smart money. You got to be able to use smart money for it. It's, it's not about it's not about it's not about going all in and seeing who can spend the most money. It's about who can spend the most money wisely. But dude, you want to go all in, but then you're trading Joe Adele, who is 21 years. Who's going to be your right fielder? Who um. Look, I, I don't want to jinx it because you, you, you never know with prospects, but I've seen this guy play live. I've interviewed this guy. Both of us have interviewed him in person. Not only on the field is he exceptional, but he's an exceptional guy off the field. Proved it in Team USA out there in China or Japan where they were playing this year. I think they were playing. They played, they played a little bit in Mexico and then they went to Japan. And was by far the best player on the USA team. And that's that by, that by I mean, that says a lot. And you just don't trade a guy like that. Um, for guys who are in their 30s, pitchers, pitchers who pitchers are so finicky. Like yeah. honestly, this is great. Like if the Angels get Cole and they say the Angels get Cole for, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm throwing a number out there. Let's just say it's 280 million. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna 200. Take a lot. Says, let's just say 280 million, which is great. Everyone's gonna be super psyched. Mm-hmm. But the first hiccup in his health, or first hiccup in production, people are gonna start freaking out that the Angels spent too much money. Pitching is so it is so up and down. It is so. Besides catching, I think it's so hard to judge pitching consistency. Like if it's going to be there the year, the year, uh, year to year. Like you just don't, you just don't know. Yeah. The thing with uh, so Cal Freddie, uh, thing with Dallas McPherson is Dallas McPherson was never high on major league. Uh, he was high on the Angels prospect list, and the Angels expected a lot from him. But not every major league baseball team was raving about the guy, and that's the difference between Joe Adele and. Any other prospect we'd have ever had well, other than Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. Besides Mike Trout, who has been a – again, MLB puts out top 30 mm-hmm. for each team. It's because they have to. It yeah. doesn't mean necessarily that these guys yeah, are going to be great. Yeah. Um, and what kind of – there was a trade with some prospects that uh, – we got a couple questions about and we'll get to it. But prospects, you're right, are kind of hit or miss. But when they're super close to the majors like Adele is – this is not Adele two years ago where, you know, he's still two years away, three years away, and you can go one way or the other. He is – Right now, um, one of the best prospects in baseball, and and if you look at who's also been ranked kind of in that area recently, like talking about Tatis Jr., Vlad Jr., yeah. uh, some of these guys that are, are big names, you know, again, Joe Adele, will he be a MVP caliber guy? That we don't know, but will he can he be a respectable, reliable right fielder, left fielder, or whatever they want to play him? Major League Baseball player, yeah, and and, and barring injury, again, barring injury, because that's kind of the big question on any player. Uh, I think he'd be really, really good. If you can show me proof that he was top five MLB, dude, I'll send you a little price. Um, Screenshot but, it. But but I will say this, Freddie. And it can't be your own personal uh, rankings no, either. No. Uh, yeah, it has to be something. <laughs> um, but I will say this, Freddie. Um, you can't compare McPherson to Joe Adele. The, the player is completely – the athleticism that Joe Adele possesses is ridiculous. Um, not every major league baseball team – out there would would trade in a second for Joe Adele, and that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? There's not everybody is going. Not every team is going to go in on a prospect just because he's ranked highly. But I think Joe Adele is a different beast. He's a different animal. And and honestly, and there's a reason why the Angels have come out before, whether it's been this off season or I think even last year during the trade deadline, that he's pretty much untouchable. Like I don't know. There's not a whole lot of prospects in baseball that will be quote unquote untouchable, and he's but one of those and he's guys. one of them. And and you know he's a straight athlete that's still learning the game, and that's kind of the scary part is that he can only get better. He's going to get better. Yeah. He is really he's I, got a good mindset yeah, too. He's that's good. A yeah, thing. Um, we interviewed him. I interviewed him last year. I think oh, two yeah. years ago, huh? Was the first time we interviewed we did. Him? We, well, the first year we interviewed so him was two years was ago, two years ago and, and then last year we interviewed him during his rehab. And even that, uh, two years ago when we interviewed him, young. You can tell that this kid was determined to get better. Like he he was different, and same and the same can be said for a guy like Brandon Marsh. These guys are different. The mindset's different. So that's what I love about uh, a Joe Adele and the, and the prospects that we have in the, in the system right now. Um, 
So kind of going with that, we'll come back to the free agency. We'll mm-hmm. take some more questions. But going back to the free agent or the prospects, there was a trade going down. There was a trade. Um, the Angels had uh, yesterday, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Dylan Bundy, twenty-seven year old right-hander from uh, the Baltimore former first-round pick. I, firm, I think yeah, he like the fourth overall or mm-hmm. sixth overall. Yeah. But he was uh, traded to the Angels uh, for four four uh, pitching minor leaguers. Two of two of which hurt my heart because we had him on the podcast. Yeah, and man. I, and and Isaac Matson had been nothing but um, great with us. So Isaac, good luck, shout out. But Dylan Bundy again, twenty um, seven year old has two years of control, which I think why they had to cost yeah. four prospects or, and the age and the age and the age too. Yeah. So just real quick, Isaac Matson finished out the year in AAA, um, had a really great season, uh, going from. Uh, Inland Empire to Mobile to AAA all in mm-hmm. one year. Someone that if you heard this podcast before, especially if we did our, uh, if you went around the roundtable I did with uh, Talking Halos and Locked On Angels, he was a guy that I would I could see in the majors at some point this year when depth and, and stuff like that. You had to call someone up. Um, Kyle Bradish, uh, Angels twenty first prospect by MLB Pipeline, uh, topped out at High A Inland Empire this year. Again, another guy we had on our. Yeah, uh, I interviewed on a podcast. Also, another great kid. I interviewed um, him on Media Day too. On Media Day, yep. Um, great kid. Uh, missed the year before. Uh, prof- uh, sat him out professionally. His first professional year, he sat out. So last year was his first real professional season, and that's why he stayed at at, at high A the whole year. I think that the Angels were trying to, and he he succeeded. That's another guy who, you know, you got to give up something. And like right. you said, I think and Bundy then, being 27 and team control had to do with the Angels. The other two guys was Zach Peak and Kyle Bronovich, which are two guys that had been drafted this year in 2019. So as far as what they can be, it's still way too early to, to see. So, yeah, you could have traded the next great starter, next great reliever, but uh-huh. you can also have traded a guy that probably will never get past double A. You just don't know what the guy's that young. Right, right. Um, but, you know, Isaac Matson, Kyle Bradish. Isaac Matson probably more so than than uh, Bradish. Kyle, Kyle's a few years away. Yeah, think, yeah, Isaac can – you can see him maybe at some point. So definitely a bullpen guy. Be a bullpen uh-huh. guy this year, especially yep. if Baltimore is going to be Baltimore like it was last year and yeah. rotate guys all the way through. So. Right. Kind of sucks to see those guys leave personally because of, right, of, the, of, of the relationship you build and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I said it before, a lot of these minor leaguers that we are able to talk to, able to interview, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to break. If they do, if, even if, if, if they break into the major leagues, a lot of these guys aren't going to do it with the Angels just because, I mean, you can't talk to 15 pitchers and expect all of them at, at a certain point to be with the Angels. Like some of them are going to be used as trade pieces like this. Some of them are going to not pan out you know you, you just never know but um as far as the trade who got the best deal who got the worst deal you know i i don't like really doing that because if if bundy comes in and has a, 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 a and again let's put it this way bundy's going to be a four or five he's not going to be in a, a top line uh starter so if he goes 12 and let's say if he goes 12 and 10 that's going to be a good year for, for, five, for a five. I'll take that. So, exactly. I'll so, take that. So, and if he gives you any more of that, then, yeah, Angels won the trade. Now, if he bombs out and, and he's not able to make things work, then, yeah, and one of those four dudes becomes something big, then, yeah, maybe Baltimore got the best end of the deal. But you're not going to know that until some of these dudes get put on the field. So that, That's just stuff that happens all the time in Major League Baseball. You know, it's it, a team will release a guy. And a team will pick the guy up, and he becomes look at Tommy Lasella. Who'd have thought? You know, um, that's just a just a gamble that you, and, and, that you and, pays and, off. And with Bundy, it could be something something as simple as a change of scenery, exactly. change of coaches, change of philosophy. Um, but the one thing I did like about Bundy, well, two things. The first thing that kind of popped out to me um, that I wasn't too sure that I, I didn't know until I kind of did more research was the hard hit rate. His hard hit rate is lower than Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Like Zach Wheeler's hard hit rate was like 23.6 and then Bundy was like 23.2. So again, a small a small difference. Something's good there. Something's yeah. But again, you got to also take in the price the price tag's not going to I think Bundy's going to be making like 3.5 or 3.6 million dollars this year so which, to 18 million or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um another thing was, you know, 
he over the last three seasons he's pitched over 180 innings that's, or not 80 160 sorry my bad 160 innings which is that's big for the Angels because yeah huge anyone that's followed the Angels in the last handful of years realize that that's kind of been their 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 kryptonite pitchers going deep pitchers going into uh, deep in the games and racking up those innings. I think they only had one pitcher over 100. Over 100. We're talking about a guy that went 160-plus last year. Yeah. And the Angels had a guy that had one guy go over 100 last year. So, again, if he, if he is the Angels' fifth starter, he goes – he wins – Or say, sixth. Or sixth, whatever. And he wins – Air quote. And he wins 11 games, and he goes 163 innings. That is a win for the Angels. Oh, I, know, yeah. I know Bundy isn't a sexy pick or a sexy name because you look at his ERA and blah, blah, blah. But if he does the average, the complete average, I think it's a win for the Angels because especially that innings count. If he can get his innings to 160, 165, 170 even, I don't know how you say that's a bad deal for the Angels. I think a lot a lot of, a lot of the negativity surrounding it, I think, is just the fact that we've, we've bombed out so bad in the last couple of years. And, and that's, like which you is, said, which that's is, not sexy. Which is fine. But which is lower fine. your expectations a bit. But I know. I get it. I get it. You, we've, you don't want to lower your expectations because we need, to get, we need to get better. But at the same time, don't knock it until we know what's going to happen. Don't knock it till you try it. Right. No, but like even too, like our last podcast, we talked about we talked about Madden. And everyone was super psyched. Madden's going to change to do this and do that. Oh, they they got the uh, uh, um, crap. Who's our pitching coach now? The dude from New York. Oh, uh, Mickey Callaway. Mickey Callaway. Everyone's like, oh, Mickey Callaway. He did so good with with the Indians and this and that. Well, if if, if this pitching coach is as good as a lot of these guys say he wow. is, then he can do. He can at least put this guy on the right track. May, again. Right. The reason why these guys bombed out can be you can put it on the pitching coach last year, you can put it on whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But the deal is, you got a new coach in there, new pitching coach in there, yeah. new philosophy, so yeah. we can see what's going to happen there. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't sit here and say, well, they bombed out on Harvey and Cahill last year, and then this year be like, well, it's the same thing's going to happen when everything's changed. Like, how do you know it's going to bomb out when the managers change, the pitching coaches change, everything has well, changed. If the players don't live up to what they're supposed to do, then you can bring in freaking the greatest player on the planet to manage them and it wouldn't make a difference but uh, somebody uh, gus gus and czr said let's let's get jumbo trumbo back at first it's funny to say that um i saw a report out there saying that he might he's thinking of just re- hanging him up already retiring um crazy to think that mike mark mark trumbo uh, was already like 35 36 years old seems like just yesterday he was but it was a long time ago and, if you and, think about it yeah now. and and he had a he had a really bad last year yeah um yeah you know, with everybody, I don't know, with everyone hitting home runs now, he's not special. Like before, it was he was special because yeah, you're right because he would hit bombs and he had a high high it was uh, like home run rate. Batting two twenty with thirty home runs, and now that's everybody. Yeah, now you can that's find Albert Pujols. Now you can find a you know a twenty nine <laughs> year old guy that got released that can do that for you right. and and, and right. cost you maybe like two million, three mm-hmm. million dollars. I mean, yeah. so. Um, what he was good at, what he was really, really good at, isn't necessarily a hot commodity right now, if you will. Yeah. Um, let's get into some commercials real quick, and we'll come back and answer some more questions on Instagram Live, and then we'll finish the questions that uh, we have on our email. email. So right. uh, hang on, hang tight. We'll come back on the other side of the break. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. 
And we are back. So, again, thank you to our sponsors who, who uh, help sponsor this show. Uh, My Bookie, obviously, and then uh, GroomGoon.com, and then Epic Radio. Uh, let's go on some of the questions that we have on uh, Instagram Live, Dan. So one from Adrian. There's a lot of A's I can't tell. Um, he said, do you guys think uh, – do you think we will sign a top-tier starter like Cole or we'll have to go look into the trade – uh, option. I think it cut him out on option, but uh, I think again. I think Cole. I think Cole. Got to be number one. You got to do Cole. And if they do go to the trade, I don't think. And kind of piggybacking off of that, another guy asked us on here: Do you go Marsh and another for Thor or not? Nah? And I say not nah on the Thor for Marsh, um, just because he's going to be an outfielder with the Angels. You're you're, you're trading seven years of a, a really productive, probably multi uh, All Star outfielder for Thor's back end of his career. Yeah. Um, and plus, I don't think it's going to be a one-for-one deal. Even if you do that, you're probably going to throw in more, and then that can be everything can be kind of tricky that way. For sure, I agree um, on that. But as far as the original one, the trade option, something that I heard today that I, I I did not think about, but I think would be a really good idea if, again, if the Cole thing doesn't work out, Chris Archer is on the pod or not pod, Pirates, Pirates, and he had kind of a down year, so he might his he might be at a a buy low kind of situation. And if you can get him to anywhere near he was what he was in Tampa Bay, that's going to be a really good pitcher, really yeah. good pitcher. And and Pittsburgh has not had the best reputation for like they've had good good they've been doing good as far as drafting and seeing talent. They just have not done a good job about evi- or um, manifesting it and bringing it out of guys because you look at guys that they had, including Garrett Cole, he took a whole nother level. Once he got to Houston, you look at the guys that they traded to Tampa Bay for Archer. Uh, I think Musgraves or Musgrove, I forgot how you say his name, but he again was with the Pirates and didn't do a whole lot. And all of a sudden, he gets to Tampa Bay and he blows up and does has a wonderful year. So I, I kind of think Pittsburgh does a great job as finding the talent, not so great at developing, developing the talent. So if you can get Archer and kind of get him again, maybe a fresh start, maybe back into the AL. I, I don't know, but. I do think he's a good candidate for a trade. Uh, he has low, kind of maybe has a low market and can get him for something cheap, which, again, there's no such thing as a bad trade as long as it's not the right price. And and I remember another thing you guys have to think about, like we can't just go and trade for the best pitcher on every team. It's just not going to work that way. So you got to kind of – prospects for that. Yeah, you got to kind of look at it as, well, what can we get in return for what we're giving? And Archer, I think, would be great. I mean, obviously you're not going to trade – Joe Adele for Chris Archer or, or Brandon Marsh for Archer. But, um, you know, you you got to be realistic when it comes to the, what we have to trade and what we can get in return. And at the same time, we're not just going to go out and sign every – we're not going to get Strasburg and Cole. Let's, let's say that right now. I'm going to say it right now. You're not getting both. So you got to get one or the other. And then you always got to look at it as if we're not going to get either. And you got to make moves that way too. No, Keiko. Yeah, yeah, Keiko. I'm not worried about Keiko. Um, rather have Cole and and Tryon or Strasburg and Keiko. I'd rather again, Cole. anything, anything you have Cole or yeah. it could be Cole by himself or Strasburg and Keiko. I think Cole uh, with the answer. Strasburg, more of an uh, injury history, more of an injury yeah, concern. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'll give him credit. He absolutely balled out in that World Series and leading up to the World Series. He had a great two months, three months period. Um, with the Nationals, and and he's gonna get paid for that, which is great. Like I'm, I'm never gonna sit here and say the dude doesn't deserve his money, but if you want me to look at kind of the bigger picture, Cole's younger, um, yeah. less injury history. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and I just think AL West. Yeah, he's already kind of familiar with the guys that he's gonna be playing against. Mm-hmm. I just feel uh, Cole's a better option than Strasburg, even if you want to throw Keiko onto it or not, because. Um, you know, I, I still – it's funny how all these guys are getting all this attention and Keiko's still kind of, I think, waiting by his phone trying to figure out when he's going to get a call. Ryu's a little older. Um, I don't think you go and you spend Cole-caliber money on him. If he's a, if you don't get Cole, obviously he is a good a guy to pick up if you don't if you don't go that round and you can't get Cole. But you don't you don't go out and break bank on a guy like Ryu or Bumgarner. Yeah, well, the only, the only thing that worries me, I guess, about Ryu is that he's had – one good year. Granted, it was the most recent year, but he's had one really standout year. Like, he had one Cy Young caliber year in his whole career, but that's what you're going to pay him for is that Cy Young caliber year. But can he do that 
over, you know, three, four years, I, I'm, I'm not personally sold on that. Granted, I haven't seen him pitch a lot in person, but he had a great year, taking nothing from it, but can he repeat it? I'm not sold that he can. Yeah, and 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 are you going to repeat this? Are you going to repeat that season on a different team, whole different staff, whole different atmosphere? Right. That and Bumgarner too. I think if he's available, price wise, it depends on what price. Good money, then yeah, you go get him. But you're not. He's not gonna break bank on the guy. You. He's can't. not Bumgarner from the playoffs. I th- and honestly, he's only 30 years old, which is kind of crazy because I kind of felt he was. Um, I kind of thought he was older. Um, but he's 30 years old. But, I mean, you look around. 30-year-olds aren't all built the same. Like, I feel like he's 30 going on 38. Yeah. Like no, he, yeah the, there's some crazy high leverage um, innings, in, innings that arm. in that arm. And it kind of kind of started poking up this year. I, I just I do not feel comfortable <laughs> with, with Bumgarner um, being a guy that the Angels invest a lot of money into. So, like I said, it, it – you know, he, he feels like a 30 going on 39 when you have Garrett Cole uh, pretty much around the same age, you know, 30 going on 30. Right. Like, you know, so I just I just feel it's, just, it's something different. Kyle, it's something. Kyle Strange on Instagram said all this over argument over price. If we're going to get good pitching, we're going to overspend pay period. Yeah. You overspend. You said on the, good pitching, but you overspend on the right person. He like, said you're gonna. He said get you gonna pay for good pitching. I don't think these guys are good pitching. That's why that's I'm reluctant I mean, to go, pay I, that much money. If you're gonna pay money, go ahead and pay Cole. I, I'm not denying that. You give him what he wants. If you're able to give it to him, you give Cole what he wants. Obviously, you're gonna go get Garrett Cole. He's a good but pitcher. I'm not I gonna. You're gonna be okay with the Angels giving Madison Bumgarner close to 20 million per year. That makes no sense. Why would you do that? You know uh, what I'm saying? I'm just that's just an example. I'm not saying that you said that. Master Fizzle, real quick, he'd rather get paid. Okay, yeah. moving on. You think Cole would rather go for money? <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. I would. Yeah. Like, Move me wherever. I'd be like, oh, I, I can play in North Dakota or stay in Riverside for twenty million dollars. So, nah, I'll go so, North Dakota. So okay, this is another thing that's popping up. I see all over Twitter and all over well, Instagram right now. Uh Mad Bum and Ryu is better than anything well, we have right of now. Course. No duh, but that doesn't change the fact of who they are. If they are a three-type pitcher or two-type pitcher right now, just because they come to the Angels and all of a sudden are the number one, that doesn't make them better. Like I, that's that's to me, I cannot. Well, that's been the argument for like I, the I know. Last two so years just because crazy. just because player X comes to the Angels and yeah. all of a sudden he becomes the best player, that doesn't make him better. It make, like, doesn't make him an ace just because he's an ace on the Angel staff, right? Like, and, an and ace that else? to me is is you beyond. Like it's a dumb argument. Like, oh well, he's better than what we have. Great, but that doesn't make him better than what he is. He still is what he is. If he he's is still good, if he's a B plus pitcher, just because he's on a team that he's the best in doesn't make him an A plus pitcher. Like he's still yeah. what he is. So if he's best on this team, great, good. But that doesn't mean you should be paying him like he is an A plus pitcher when he's due just, like a B. Just to just to say, you're, the argument to me feels like pay him because he's like you said. It's better than anything we have, so he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be good for us. Well, okay, yeah, I understand that, but when and and again, here we're, we're I don't want to open this this can of worms here. Open but, it, open so, it. So like you know, it's open. When the Angels signed Albert Pujols, they signed him for the name. They signed him because you know it's Albert Pujols. He just came off a World Series, and they gave him a bunch of money. Thirty years old. <laughs> Here's all this money. And I'm not saying that the Angels are going to give somebody a $250 million contract or whatever, whatever, Albert Pujols Scott or whatever. But guy like a Madison Bumgarner who has a name who's won a World Series, you just don't pay him. You're, I feel like teams will you, pay him for his name. You shouldn't. Doesn't mean the Angels should. You shouldn't. Again, it's not making a lot you of these better. G, a lot of, yeah, a lot of these GMs day. now, I mean, you go back to like, you go back to like six, seven years ago, these GMs in that position were guys that played the game and can kind of play emotional pulling your heartstrings this is the guy that did this and yeah. like yeah you're right yeah let's sign him nowadays gms are more analytical whether you hate it or hate it or love it that, that doesn't matter they are in they are in that position they're more analytical and they more look at okay cool you did that two years ago good for you what are you gonna do for me for the next two years that's they don't care about your resume they don't they want to see what you can do for potential and if you're telling me that bum garner can be an ace stopper 
uh, top of, of any kind of rotation kind of pitcher, then yes, pay him. But if you see that in him after last year yeah, and what he's and the mileage he has, I mean, I don't know where you see it. I just, I just don't like. I don't, I don't understand the idea of still to this day paying for what people have done instead of paying for what they can do. Right. It's like that one guy at work who's super lazy, but like five years ago he was the best employee and he makes twice as money as you do and you work twice as hard. It's like, wh- how does that make sense? Like, okay, yeah. good. Like, I, I, I just, I, to me, I, then I could be, I could be on the outside. I could no, be no. just totally no, random, but think, that's I, what, that's what I, I feel. I agree 100%. Like, I just don't go get him because he's their only option. Like, if that was the case, then, you know. It just doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand how people kind of just get all caught up in that that whole situation. Um, here's a question from All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. It's from Rob Lassies, and he says, Your guys' uh, thoughts on Zach Cozart. I read somewhere that the Angels went, uh, want to give him a lot of bats this spring training. I think I've touched on it before. What are your thoughts on it, Daniel? Yeah, I think they have to give him a lot of at bats for spring yeah. training because they got to figure out what they have. Like, yeah. Zach Cozart, when he originally got signed, I was kind of torn on it. Like, seem it seemed like a, a quite a bit of money. It, it, yeah, it was a guy. It was a lot of money for again a guy that had one good year, mm-hmm. nothing really before, but had one good year, and you're kind of overpay for it. And that's exactly what happened. What we're just talking about right now. They paid for what that he one did year, that year, even though it wasn't. And they're hoping that he can repeat it. He's been on the field for like 15 games. And now, granted, and granted, I will give him credit. And people hate giving players credit, but I'll give him credit. As far as we don't know what he could have been because he's like you said he's been injured this whole time. Right. With that in mind, you have to give him a lot of at bats this um, spring training just so you can figure out what you have because you don't know what you have and if he can even stay healthy. If he has a good spring training because you give him a lot of at bats, then yes, you start him on the opening day roster. You give him that. Now, if he comes out in spring training and bombs or gets hurt or is constantly hurt for that month. Then yeah, now it's time to move on. But you need to get him out there to see what you have. And if, and if 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 nothing if nothing happens and he just is average to below average, then yeah, then maybe it's time to move on. But you just don't know what you have because you, un- unfortunately he's never had a chance to prove it. I mean, dude dies for a ball, which everyone it's fine. Everyone's like, oh, you should have died for that ball, or oh, you should, you know, given up your body for that ball. Dude, literally did that, and now everyone wants to get rid of him twice, twice. <laughs> so it's like, die for the ball, but if you get hurt, you're out of here. So you wonder why people don't go all out all the time. So Danny, one hundred percent, he said they paid that money to Gary Matthews Jr. for one good. That was a terrible contract. Oof. Oh my God. Talk about they oh, paid him for that I think, catch. I think, yeah, well, one catch. Yeah, uh, talk about uh, we. And if you've listened to the podcast for the last couple of years, we've had like all – we haven't done it in a while, but like all angels from, you know, the 2000s or whatever. And I think that was one th- idea we were throwing around for a little bit was like who's the all angels contract at each position? And I think me, you, and Chris all at the same time, Gary Matthews Jr. in center field were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 they, they, yeah, that was a terrible deal. Um, I think by the end of his contract, I think he was just off the bench, fourth outfielder. It was terrible, man. I, it, and it was like, oh, God. Uh, and, and, and to me, people have – like they get traumatized by like, oh, our pitching's horrible. Look at this. Look at that. I get traumatized like, no, 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 don't overpay him. Don't overpay him. Don't let him be Gary Matthews Jr. Mm. I'm like, okay, this, yeah. So it's like everyone's everyone's traumatized by different people in our different ways. So it's kind of funny to, yeah, to it kind of like reminisce. Josh about. Hamilton and, oh, God, you know, the Pujol still. Uh, we don't even want to get into that. Do we have any more emails before no, we go a little no, bit more? We kind of touched on everything. On the okay, email. let's see this one then. Who plays second uh, major, Who plays second base majority of the – Time in 2020. I think David Fletcher. I think he earned it. Um, Tommy Lestella at third base. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's gonna go. I'm not again. Or vice versa. Yeah, Cozart. Not sold on it. He's gonna have to prove something to me. Yeah, he has to. Um, but I would say, yeah, I would say it's gonna either be Fletcher or, or Lestella, whatever they feel, because Fletcher played a really good third base. He's not the power you expect at third base, which. Well but I mean. Defensively, he played really good third base. So if they feel more comfortable him putting him there in the lesser, either way, in the lesser defensive guy at second, yeah. that being Lestella, then that's cool too. Yeah. But I think you're going to see either Lestella or 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 Fletcher at that second base position. Yeah, I would say, I would say Lestella just because yeah, Fletcher Lestella. is a better fielder and they might want to put him at third base. Mm-hmm. But either one, I think you'll see at second base more so than you know anyone else. And then kind of when he feel maybe being that off the guy, guy off the bench. Uh, opinion on John Gray. Pitcher from the the 
uh, Colorado Rockies. Oh yeah, um, good, good. Again, there's, I, I'll say this until I'm, I'm I'm blue in the face. There's no such thing as a bad trade, depending on what the trade is. Like if you can get him for, you know, even if it's a guy in the top thirty Angels prospect, but the bottom end, like bottom twenty, and maybe like kind of like we saw with the with the Dylan Bundy uh, deal, like. Four minor leaguers, only one of them in the top thirty. Then okay, cool. Like I yeah, have no problem with that. You make that deal, yeah. right? But if you're saying like, oh, we're gonna have to give up Marsh or Jemai or or uh, Adams, like then no, then that's not gonna that's that's a deal breaker. But if you can get him for a a twenty through thirty prospect plus some kind of long shots, then I'm good with that. Yeah, no problem. But um, but it, it'll just be some of those things that uh, you'll have to kind of see what. Is the negotiating going back and forth? Is Otani is Otani is Otani going to be ready to go day one? From everything I understand, sure seems like it. From everything I understand, from everything that I've talked to, uh, everyone I talked to, yes, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Day one, full go. Um, you know, obviously he's going to be at a pitch count throughout the year. Yeah, and, and that's kind of normal for Tommy John. But I believe coming into day one, he will be he'll be ready. Um, opening day now. Does he get the opening day start? If it's cold, no. <laughs> yeah. If it's not cold and they get someone else, then uh, who knows? But to be an all honest, that's just the the open doesn't mean that just because you don't get the opening day start doesn't mean you're not the ace. You know what I mean? So, or the, you know, you're not that important. But it means something to the guys, I guess. Um, I think I think that's it, dude. You know, we answered pretty much everything. Yeah, we're, we're running low on time. Yeah. About when we are um, going to be back on, but again, we were on Instagram Live, uh, Halo underscore Haven. If you want to get involved when we do these, but we're going to say goodbye to those guys now. Thank you very much. Bam. Um, and on here. Ah. Yeah. There you go. So again, download um, who downloaded it now. Yeah, exactly. It's exclusive, even though we have nothing to share with right. you exclusively because <laughs> um, we said it all. But, hey, we appreciate you more than those Instagram follows. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, no, but you You're guys. You're the real MVP. Keep sending in your emails at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And like Dan said, on Instagram and Facebook, we're Halo underscore Haven. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan keeps throwing out these uh, interview podcasts, which is great. Keeps the oh, podcast going. I'll give you an exclusive right now because we're, uh, we're off of Instagram Live. Uh, look around uh, around Christmas time. Uh, I'm not looking. I don't have a calendar around me, but uh, I'm gonna think it's gonna be that weekend before. So we're talking about like the 21st, 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to talk to um, Mr. Christmas, um, and if you follow the Angels, you know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. That is the one Mark Ubza, friend of the show, friend of the show, buddy the Elf. Um, yeah, uh, he was the bunny this last halfway to Christmas for. Uh, in the booth with Victor. So I was able to sit down talk with him and we talked a little bit about the angels and cause he was there at the Joe Madden press conference. And so we were really, I was interested to kind of see what his take on it was and ask him some baseball questions. So pretty much the, it breaks down like 10 minutes of angels baseball, 20 minutes of Christmas. Hey, and it's going to be our Christmas special, like awesome Christmas special. And he's a cool dude. And you can tell about how he talks about not only his Christmas now with his family, but what he remembers and what he holds dear to him growing up and how much this holiday means to him. So it's just something really cool uh, idea I had. And, and I was, I, I was more than willing to just sit down and talk with Gooby for a while. And, and I, I personally think it turned out really great, Awesome, but it, it's something for me. I enjoy Christmas, Christmas, getting around family and, and something like this is really cool to put out there. So look forward that weekend before Christmas, Christmas. So I think it's probably gonna be like on a Saturday or something. Sounds good. I can't wait to hear it. Um, but again, guys, uh, continue to download the show. Give us a rating. Follow us on all the platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. We're on there. Um, yeah. Tell a buddy. Text yeah. a buddy. Share with a buddy. Let Help us know. spread this out. Uh, off seasons are you know kind of hit or miss because people yeah, aren't just, really interested in it. But if something if you pops can, off. You and, know we're and here. If you, and if you can tell a buddy to hey, just give us a download and mm-hmm. give us a chance to kind of win them over, that'd yeah. be great. Give us a um, listen. And if you have, and honestly, we're still working for the season. So if you have ideas or suggestions, again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com or our, our Instagram and, and Twitter feed, Halo underscore Haven, is the absolute best way to mm-hmm. get your voice heard. And, 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 and if it's something that we can work on, we'll definitely, we'll definitely take that into consideration and work on it coming into the 2020 season. Awesome. All right, guys. So uh, for Dan, man, um, 
and Chris. Uh, we want to wish Who? you guys a uh, oh yeah, wish you guys a very merry Christmas. I know we're gonna Dan's gonna drop the other podcast, but I on my end I want to say merry Christmas to you guys, a uh, happy New Year. Uh, let's hope that something happens soon. We get a good Christmas present. I and then we'll be wait. back, and then we'll say happy Christmas we'll then again. So, yeah. but anyway, if I don't, y'all have a great one. I'm Johnny Bangs. I'm Dan Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.